For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're here with Kurt Cooper. Kurt, we know that youth ministry is not just ministry to teenagers, but ministry to the whole family. Um, and so what are some things that you've done in your ministry to help include parents and foster relationship with, with parents? Okay, well, I think, I said, I think earlier that when we were talking about what the role of a youth minister is, is that it's an opportunity to show kids they don't have to be just like their parents to be Christian. Like, there's a lot of different ways to live the Christian life, and uh, that that's a great function of a youth minister. But I think for parents, what they love about youth ministers and about youth ministry in general is that it's someone who is a little bit closer to the kids, to the students' culture, who understands their culture and the way they think a little bit better and can kind of bridge that huge gap. And that's even more important now because previously parents could say, oh, I've been to high school. I know what high school is like. But now high school is very different. And every generation says that, but that's really true about this generation because of technology. Technology has changed the high school experience and the junior high experience. It's just completely changed it in a, in, um, in a very real way. And, and a lot of parents are lost when it comes to that because they just have no experience themselves dealing with it. They are not as good. They're not natives to this technology. They're trying to learn it themselves. And these, their students are natives in this land and they just like they know how they can speak the language and they're always like 10 steps ahead the parents the parents feel lost i feel like i ought to be teaching my child how to use this but they know more about it than i do how can i teach someone um those things and so a lot of what we talk about is social media we talk a lot about technology and phones with parents because that is like a real felt need for them Mm -hmm. and that that is when we do things like that when we have a Sunday school class where we do all parents and we just talk about phones or social media or things like that, that we get a huge response. Everyone comes and everyone is taking notes and they love that stuff. Um, they absolutely love it. And because they want to know, they're eager to know about how they can engage their kids and, you know, how young is too young to give them a phone and what, you know, you know, what apps should I allow my children to use and how do I monitor my students? And you know, there's just so many questions. Um, it's just not cut and dry like it used to be. And that is like just where I think we really try to meet our parents in their most, like, their most, probably their least confident area of their parenting. Yeah, that, that, that's huge. I know um, Al Moeller, uh, not too long ago, on an episode of The Briefing, he was pointing out the fact that it was the 10 year anniversary of the iPhone. And it's interesting to think, I mean, there's one, in one sense, it's like, wow, that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't seem like, you know, yeah. um, or it seems like it's been around longer. But um, anyway, it's just it's it's still such a new piece of technology that mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out. 
And as you said, I mean, it has completely changed the landscape of middle school and high school years. I don't know this to be a fact, but I think YouTube was invented in 2009. Wow. I think it's, 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 I just know this, wherever you think it was invented, it's a lot closer to now than you thought. Like it hasn't been around and it's almost outdated. They're about to, I mean, like, that's how fast technology is moving. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy to think how different, um, how different things are. Yeah. So, so one thing you do is you, you talk about technology with parents. Mm -hmm. Is this kind of give us some logistics or format? Do you do this like in a Sunday school setting? Yeah, that's sun, thank you. Like sun, Sunday school is our number one way to get in touch with people because Sunday school we have a lot of adult Sunday school classes that are really well attended in our church, and that is a great way. If we say we're going to do a Sunday school class for parents, that's they're going to be there already. Most of them are going to be there already anyway. So. That's a great opportunity. If we try to do something like at a different time, it's hard for people. It's just not in their routine of going to worship, you know, or Sunday routine to like add something that, you know, like before evening worship or afterwards or whatever. We've tried that and it hasn't worked as well. Um, but people love, but they love it when we do a Sunday school class and we, you know, we bring all the parents in and we talk about, you know, what is Snapchat? What is, you know, what, what, you know, all kinds of questions like that. Um, what does it mean that my daughter has a streak with a boy? Like, what does that mean? Um, yeah. So, why don't you clarify that just in case somebody's listening? And they're like, what did you just say? Sure. Yeah. So, on Snapchat, which I I've never used Snapchat, but I've been learning a lot from my students about it. Um, if you send someone a Snapchat message or picture or whatever it is, however they send them, if you send someone every day, each day, the every day that you send them one, they send you one back is a day towards your streak. And um, the streaks that keeps up with how many days in a row y'all have Snapchatted each other. And you know, I have a boy and a girl, they don't date to my knowledge in my, uh, they're not in a relationship to my knowledge. And they have a 354 day streak going right now. They've almost Snapchatted each other every day for a year. Yeah. And you know, what, what does that mean? Um, I'm very curious Absolutely about what that nothing. means. I guess it means absolutely nothing, but I think they think it means something. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, they think it means something because they've kept it going. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just things like that. Like, what does that mean for my students? We try to our best to answer those. Yeah. Um, and to talk about those kind of things. Excellent. So you do kind of those parent nights, whether it's or Sunday school hour, mm -hmm. or however. You're just trying to give them information about youth culture. Mm -hmm. Are there any things, any other things that you do to try to? foster relationships with parents or let them know you're trying to come alongside them in youth ministry? Yeah, well, we try to get our parents involved. Uh, one of the best things we do is we do, when we, we do mission, we do the mission trip to Isaiah 55 in Reynosa, Mexico, and we not only ask parents to come, but we won't take the trip unless we have a certain number of parents come because it's a great opportunity to do ministry alongside of your, alongside of your student. And lots of times we have parents who've never even, they've never gotten to go on a mission trip before. And they get to go, and it's, it's just a world-expanding experience for them as it is for their student, and they, they do it alongside them. And a lot of them are worried, like, oh, am I going to be cramping their style? Or they, they you know, they, I think they love it uh, when their parents come, and I think it's great for them to have that shit. Anytime that you can do ministry alongside your student, I think you should take the opportunity to do it. So that's another thing that we do. We love doing that. And lots of times our small group experiences in the evenings are really accentuated and like by the flavor of having like some older people there who have lived life and, and, and can share and learn. And anyway, it's just, that's another thing that we do that's, 
and I think parents really like and appreciate. Yeah, that, that's great. Now, I know too that that oftentimes youth uh, youth workers are a little intimidated by the parents. Of course. And so you know you're saying this about y'all um, take parents on, on mission trips. Um, have you ever had a parent um, try to kind of take over on a mission trip, and that creates tension? Or anything along those lines, I can think of some people out there who might be a little concerned that, well, if I just kind of open up to parents, there might be that one parent I know that kind of doesn't doesn't like the way that I lead, and they might take over. Anything along those this lines? is why what I say might not be super helpful for anyone is that I'm in a really good spot right now. So, and not everyone is. And if you're listening to this, hey mom, and also, uh, <laughs> also, you know, if you you can't do. John, that really, John. It was a good one. John liked that. But you can't do, you have to be careful and you want to have the support of your senior minister in your session. And they need to be the ones setting the tone that you are running the ministry and not anyone else. And especially not a parent. They're not running the ministry. And I've butted head with parents before. And at the like first, on the trip, you're saying? No, not on a trip, but over other things, over like philosophies of why we do things. And lots of times I was in the wrong. But I mean, I'm the professional, so they should listen to me. You know, like that's like the attitude that I would have. Um, is that when we should have done what they said, I look in hindsight and think we should. But I, I would say. And I, I guess mean, just to clarify real quick, yeah. when he said. I'm the professional that should listen to me. He rolled his eyes. So yeah. he was being sarcastic. Yeah. Himself. I was being sarcastic. Like, that was the bad attitude that I had. I forgot. We're on a podcast. Do not <laughs> read my body language. The, uh, also, you should put a shirt on, John. So, uh, the, I, you know, we're in a good spot right now. And so I, I might have a different attitude about that if I was in a spot that was contentious. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be ca- more careful. Um, but I think... You, you have to have some parent buy-in on what you're doing or it's probably not going to go very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be hard to succeed if the parents are against you. Mm-hmm. So, no, no, a question with that, and this is, I have no idea if this is a good idea, bad idea, or if you do this. Um, when you have mission trips, I know like, when we have mission trips, we have applications they fill out. Oh, right? yeah. Do you have a parent application or a volunteer application? Yes. And do you kind of specify up front Kurt and Mary Cam or anybody else in your staff are going to be the ones, the primary leaders, the leaders of the, of the trip. Oh, okay. absolutely. Like on this mission trip they're you know, they understand they're coming as a servant and as a member, a team member, and that either our missions director or I, or our senior pastor, if he's coming, there's someone who's going to be the leader. Mm-hmm. that's going to be in charge. Um, yeah. So that could probably, I mean, having something like that, just again, people are listening out there, mm-hmm. That could be some helpful advice to, to have that application on the front end to mm-hmm. guard from you know getting to over to Mexico, for example, and then all of a sudden your parents are kind of um, having a mutiny and trying to take over. Well, uh, one, one thing that's great about Isaiah 55 particularly in that regard is that on their application, they have this thing that says uh, what you're giving up to come. And a lot of it is like you're giving up your own way. You're giving up like the way that you think things should be done, you know, they make you give up your cell phone too for the whole week. So, uh, there's that too, but they, they talk about, you know, and that was really helpful for our volunteers. We're not in a situation where anyone is trying to like, there's no coup in place, or if it is, it's a very good one because I don't know about it yet. So, but there's no, there's but I would be careful. You know, I would want to establish, I would want to establish 
how we're going to do things. You need a strong philosophy of ministry. You need a session and the senior pastor backing you up just in case there's someone. I mean, there's always someone who thinks they can do your job better than you. So Yeah, but, but that's good advice. I mean, like you said, trying to, to tell parents, hey, you're on the same side with them. You're trying mm-hmm. to help them when it comes to um, technology and things like that, the various classes, and then also going on trips and allowing them to, to share in those experiences. So that's, that's some good advice. Thanks, Kurt.